Welcome to the Functional Tennis Podcast. I'm your host, Fabio Motley, and every week I speak to players, coaches, experts working at the highest level of tennis. This week, I'm doing something a bit different. With the recent news of Federer's retirement, I've gone through a few episodes in the past where Federer was mentioned and I'm resharing them. I've clipped some Francis Tiafoe, Paul Anacone, who worked with Federer and also was the coach of Pete Sampras that day in 2001, where Federer beat Sampras and is known as the passing of the throne at Wimbledon. Nikolai Davidenko mentioned Federer and there's also a clip with Sven Swimmen, who roomed with Federer as a 14-year-old at the Swiss National Academy. Looking back, Federer was always my number one. More recently, I've grown fond of the other great, but Federer is a special one and I'm sure it's the same for many of you. First up, we've Paul Anacone talking about the famous Wimbledon match with Sampras as well as having a meal with Federer and Sampras. Here we go. It was amazing. You know, I mean, I knew Roger, knew who he was as a player, knew he was extremely talented, and I wasn't sure he was ready yet to do it three out of five sets against someone as great as Pete. And he proved me and a lot of other people wrong. You know, on that day, I saw his immense talent and what he's capable of. I didn't know it would turn into what it's turned into, but as I sat there and watched, I just saw a young man who had, you know, an incredible toolbox of skills. And, and, um, it was really amazing. You know, it was bittersweet on that day because I felt terrible for Pete, you know, to lose seven, five or six, four in the fifth, whatever it was. But it was, it was a great moment to see two amazing athletes compete on the world's most, uh, storied arena. I think I heard you mention this before. I can't remember where where Sampras wanted to figure out Pete. Sorry, he wanted to figure out what was going on at Wimbledon. Why had the course had gone slow? And he wanted Roger to meet him for a meal and Roger to explain to him what went on. Is that a true story? Yeah, it was. I mean, initially, you know, it started happening when I was coaching. I coached Tim Henman after Pete from 2004 to 2007 when Tim retired. And, and you know, that was kind of the big from 2002 or three on, that's kind of when it started really slowing down. And Pete struggled to understand, you know, what was going on. Why is no one serving and volleying? And so by 2010, when I started coaching Roger, you know, Pete, uh, you know, Pete and I are still very good friends, but we would talk about it a lot. And Roger came through LA. And so we all had dinner one night and Pete just wanted to ask him all these questions. Why, you know, what's going on? Why, why aren't you serving in Bali? And why isn't anyone serving Bali? What's different now? And, and so it was a very interesting dinner to say the least. And Roger just said, it just seems like, you know, the courts are thicker and slower. The balls are a little softer and, you know, uh, perhaps heavier, but definitely softer. And people are playing from the baseline now because they can move better now uh, on the grass. The grass is better. And because, you know, of the strings and the technology and everything that's gone on, it's easier to return and easier to hit passing shots from positions that you're not in good position on the court than it used to be. So when you combine all those things, the court surfaces, the kind of athletes, the balls um, and the technology, it makes it more difficult to serve in volley. And that, you know, that was the evolution of the game that started probably in. I don't know, 2001, 2002, and it's been that way ever since. So it was an interesting dinner, and I think Pete felt pretty comfortable hearing, you know, hearing all this from Roger, but he just really didn't understand how all that could happen. Well, that must have been a, a great conversation, a great meal to be at. It was a great meal to be a fly on the wall, I'll tell you that. Next up is Swen Swimming. 
the current coach, the upcoming Swiss player Dominic Stricker, tells us what Federer was like as a 14-year-old rooming with him, how he excelled, and more recently what he learned from being at the Federer training camp in Dubai with Dominic Stricker. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it was it was a funny time, you know. We those two years when we were fourteen to sixteen, we spent a lot of time together. Uh, we were in the same class, but yeah, just normal kids, you know. Not maybe not always so serious like he is today. Uh, we also had uh, our stuff we did, which wasn't always so professional, maybe. But and he was also struggling the first year, you know. Uh, it was uh, both for us. It was uh, in French the whole school and all the practices. We had to to learn French, which wasn't so easy for us at the beginning. And he was really uh, homesick also the, the first year when we were down in Lausanne. But after that, after this struggle he had the first year, he, he really started to take off uh, the second year and, and never looked back. And they improved, improved, improved. And how did you do against them in practice sets? Yeah, in the beginning, uh, I was able to get some wins uh, here and there. But then uh, after 15, uh, he was getting uh, too strong for me and then uh, was getting tough and uh, had no chance anymore. Do you still bring it up the odd time if you speak to him? You remember those days where he used to kick your ass? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's great to talk about those times. You know, we were 14, 16 around there and then when we see each other uh, we talk about those times always about the funny stories we have and uh, it's always great to to remember those those times when you were were kids and why do you think he excelled say after the first year he really started you know maybe the gap got bigger between you and him is there any specific reason that stands out to you looking back well it was always he was always considered really talented you you were able to see it already already when he was young you know and but then uh, he, he was still uh, struggling a little bit like with the backhand you know uh, the people uh, when he was small he, he didn't have so much strength you know to to hit it that well but uh, but it didn't really matter to him you know he, he just believed in his tennis really and then uh, he kept on swinging that racket and uh, he, he believed in himself and, and did it he kept on going and then he really started to improve so fast you know it was, uh, was crazy and the rest is history as they say yeah exactly with Roger it's always great always to to be there in Dubai to to see his practices and uh, how he also tries to help out the the young kids you know just, uh, focus on himself of course he he does his practices on, on his behalf but uh, he he still takes the time and tries to give those kids some advice that that can help them improve which is uh, obviously great uh, great for us this podcast is brought to you by ASICS Tennis. ASICS is a Japanese company founded in 1949 with the purpose of giving more people the opportunity to experience how sport and movement can have a positive impact on mental well-being. That purpose is also in their name. ASICS is an acronym which means Anime Sano Incorporate Sano, a Latin phrase meaning sound mind, sound body. Today, the brand is still dedicated to that founding belief of demonstrating the positive effects sport and movement can have on our mental well-being all over the the world. They just launched their most innovative tennis range ever, which includes the new Court FF3 Novak, the shoe designed from the ground up with the help of Novak Djokovic. Get your pair now at asics.com. 
was was there a reason he he told Dominic to yet improve his serve and a big part of Dominic served really well in Roland Garros and helped him win the title. Yeah, exactly. That was one big advice Roger gave him, you know, try to uh, keep improving uh, your serve. You know, he said it's good, but if you want to make it on the men's side, it, it really needs to get better your serve. You know, don't be happy uh, how you surf. And uh, and now it's one, one of the big strengths of Dominic, his surf. You know, he improved it a lot. For me as a coach, uh, it helps, obviously, if, if you have uh, Roger who, who can uh, give you some advice as well, which is great, you know, and that I'm really thankful for. It, it's good if you can ring, ring Roger and ask for a bit of advice. But what takeaway did you get from being there and watching, you know, Roger train, working with his team, working with Dominic? For you, what did you leave Dubai saying, OK, I'm going to try and use that a bit more, do that a bit more? Yeah, the one thing that always inspires me when you see those uh, practices which with Roger is, is his passion he has for the for the game, you know. It's it's unbelievable. Still now, you know, now he's like 40 years old. Uh, he's, he's still working on his comeback. And uh, that's that's just a great motivation for, for me and also for the players, you know, to, to see this guy uh, doing so, so well and, and being so... Uh, focused also in the practices you know that's the other part his on and off switch is just amazing you know he can be relaxed uh, talk about anything on the bench you know when he has the short break but then uh, after he, he steps up it's again full focus uh, on the tennis you know and, and and he tries still to get better even with uh, 40 years old you know he's still trying to improve his game next is francis tfo who tells us about his goat I'm I'm still going Raj. I'm still going Raj from like the whole to paint the whole picture with it, right? Stupid on all services, could play all the shots, made the game look so easy. Great ambassador for the sport. I do remember this is kind of weird. I think it was 2019. I was at Wimbledon in Orangi Park, and you happened to be beside me. You all remember this, but I think Feder was practicing. I'm not sure who you're with, but I could hear you talk, and you were like. Oh my God, just, you know, you were like in awe of Federer. And I was like, this is crazy. This is like a professional, you know, like a top player up and coming. And Federer is inspiring him so much here and what you, whatever the sentence you said. And I was just like, it's just crazy to hear a pro player watching like Federer train and what you were just saying with, I don't know who, I'm not sure who you're with, you're the tennis pals. And I was just like, whoa, that's crazy. And that's why I want to ask you that question because I was just curious who you'd say. But There's not many people. I met a lot of people. Obviously, I've gotten celebrity, whatever you want to call it, you know, recognition. Mm-hmm. Been in rooms with a lot of people, but he's got his aura with him, man. Like, you're like, damn, that's fat. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's crazy. Like, you're like, this dude is special. This dude, he's like that. Finally, we have former top pro Nikolai Davidenko chatting about what made Federer so special to him. Greatest for me still Federer, but technically, tennis. Air forehand, like say, serve, how the mentally he stay on court, how he move on court. Yeah, He's the, the guy who's just show how the tennis, the most improving tennis in the world. Djokovic, he's the fighter. Djokovic... Technically, I don't like Djokovic, how he play, but he's fighting good. Mm. He just have good control. He's moving 
on court unbelievable he passing the you know lines and he can he good returning but he that was you know he get forehand back and everything control yeah that's what he yeah. win match and he's improved now surf but still technically i like more feather and uh, how he just moving on court and everything and you know if like feather be now at this time not djokovic I think mm. still, you know, play against Medvedev, like team Tsitsipas yeah. and everyone with a good condition. I think Federer will be winning still Grand Slam and everything. I hope you enjoyed these small clips. And if you want to check out the full episodes of each or our other 165 plus episodes, head over to functionaltennis.com forward slash podcast. And if you have a cool Federer story and you want to share it with me, feel free to send me a message. I'd be really interested in hearing. Bye.